Welcome to This Week's Edition of the Media Boats Podcast. We are live. We are live. It's 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. That means it's time for the show. The Media Boat Podcast is your source for news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. Today is July 18th, 2018. Ooh, get some feedback there. It is episode 132. Uh, we had some feedback there because, uh, you were playing some audio. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're here, uh, we're here to do another episode of the show for you guys live this week after taking a break. Or did we do live last week? No, we did uh, do live no, last we, week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. It was the week before. My brain is dead. This has been a long month. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, let's get rolling. Why do I not see comments? Right into it. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt over there, I mean, you're and if you're watching strange. this live... They might be mad as well. Yeah, you might be a mad as mean. well, but if you're watching us live, you can it's tune true. in and you can chat with us, and we'll chat back. It's true. But let's uh, start chatting along here for yes. everyone on the podcast. Let's get rolling. Uh, we always start with movies, and we always start movies with this weekend's box office numbers... Number one movie is a surprise this week that uh, we did not see coming. I did. I called this. You called this. I did not see this. I, I said this right as we were ending it. Like, yeah, you know what? I think animated family film. Yeah. yeah. Over over Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Over, over Dwayne Johnson. Is does this mean that the Rock is losing his magic box office powers? Well, let's see. This would be his third film of the year already. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Well. Regardless, in case you haven't figured it out yet, your number one movie this week was Hotel Transylvania 3, with a $44 million debut, shooting it above its competitors, including number two, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and its second weekend with $29 million. But more importantly, Skyscraper, the Dwayne Johnson vehicle, with just $25 million. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. We were great. Talking this one up because it had the big script, we've been following quite a bit, but that's not a good opening. Yeah, no, especially for something with The Rock, who has a rep of being like a box office hero. Right, but do realize that his past films has always been Rock and someone else. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's true. This is just The Rock in a starring vehicle for himself. So that. Could have something to do with it. I don't want to blame it specifically on that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the only thing that's different from his previous box office stuff. Yeah, that's true. So maybe maybe he doesn't work as a, a lead, necessarily. He works best when he can work off of people. Well, we'll get to that in a minute here. Okay, I guess we will. All right, uh, your number four was Incredibles 2, with another $16 million add to its total. Hi, dudes. And wrapping up your top five with number five, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom with another $16 million as well. Uh, uh, do, do we put Incredibles in there? Incredibles 2. Number four. number four, yeah. That's what I said. All right. Yep. So, so that was your last weekend. Upcoming this week, we have Equalizer 2. The first Denzel sequel. Yes. Sequel to The Equalizer. No way. Yeah, I know. Weird. Or would Deja Vu be a sequel? No. But I feel like I've seen that movie before. Deja Vu. <laughs> Deja Vu is a sequel to itself. Uh, as well as uh, a couple of uh, counter-programming here. 
Yes. Mamma Mia 2, uh, here we go again. <laughs> yes, the sequel to Mamma Mia. Long as in waited. Be, yes, because you can never have enough ABBA songs in a movie. No. Apparently you can't. <laughs> they had to make, I mean, they had to make two, so no, you can't. <laughs> yes. Um, and lastly, Unfriended, colon, The Dark Web, which is the sequel to Unfriended. Um, is it a sequel? Yes. Remember Unfriended? No. I, I remember Unfriended, because Unfriended, when it first came out, I was talking to friends, and like we were like, no, that's not what you call it. Like... We just call it ghosting now, right? Or, or, no, I remember <laughs> back then it was like I had a weird problem with that title because I like I was like, oh, me or my friends don't we have a different name for like unfriending I, someone? Yeah, but it wasn't that. I forget what it was now. But yeah, I remember making fun of it at the time. Was it like unfollowing? Maybe. But yeah, anyways, unfriended colon the dark web is also out this week. Those are your new releases. So uh, number one next week, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. What, what was number one this week? Hotel Transylvania. No, I mean number. Oh, 44 million. So 20 million in a pretty much dead summer. I mean, yeah. a dead week of summer. Uh, yeah. I don't know. This is a toss-up for everything. I have no idea. That's why I asked you. Nobody mm. looks happy at these ESPYs. No, no, Sorry, no. we're watching the ESPYs in the background, and every time they show the audience... No one is smiling at... It's because they're, they're getting ripped on, that's yeah, why. Yeah, I know, but like... I guess it's because we can't hear the laughs. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the ESPYs later. I th- it just looks like... The look of it looks like Dan Patrick's bombing right yeah. now. <laughs> Anyways, I had to get that out. Uh, but yeah, those are your movies this weekend. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Mamma Mia. I'd say Mamma Mia. Surprise. Could surprise pull it yeah. out. I haven't seen anything about Equalizer. No, neither have I. I yeah. So I recently saw a trailer for The Equalizer Okay. this past weekend, not realizing that it was coming out the following week. Right? I had no idea it was even a thing until yeah. just now. Uh, well, let's just call it Rollover then. Family yeah, film. it's possible. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm calling Rollover, Family Film. Charles Charles Pennsylvania. You know what? I'll take a risk on Mamma Mia. Okay. I think that it's been long enough. I'll, I'll say Mamma Mia takes it. All right. But not a big... Uh, I'll see you in second place. All right. <laughs> so, speaking of Hotel Transylvania 3, you saw some movies, including... Oh, I saw Hotel three Transylvania. movies. You saw not one, not two, not three, but, I mean, yes, yes three. Yes, I saw three. Three movies. All right, okay. which one do you want to talk about first? All right, let's go in order. All right. Uh, so... Let's start at the top of the box office Hotel, with Hotel Transylvania Transylvania 3 Trace. Summer Vacation. All right, so have you seen the first two? I saw the first film. Okay, you saw the first film. Yes. I did not see the second film. But you at least have some sort of context for the world. But I have some sort of context for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think having skipped the second one and only watching the previews for it and having your own premise of, oh, they have a kid now. So that's new. Also, Mel Brooks is in it. That's my general <laughs> gist of what the second one is. Got it. Okay. So, knowing that, going into the third one, not a huge uh, surprise that it's an one. It's an animated film that basically gives you everything up front. Yeah. You really don't need to see the first or second one to understand. Sets it up. That what's going on. It does a, a little brief background of hey, this is how they end up creating Hotel Transylvania. Creating the hotel for the monsters, and then that actually wraps into 
the plot of the third film of Summer Vacation, where they're on a cruise, which is, as the film points out, Hotel on Water. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, you still call it that. Yes. They're, they're, they're really <laughs> self-aware in this film of yeah. what's going on. Also, they're really self-aware that it is an Adam Sandler film. He is front and center. He is the focus. He is the lead. He's the Dracula guy. He is Dracula. Oh, he is, is the main Is he actually monster. named Dracula? Yes. Okay. He's actually named Dracula. All right. Um... It's a fine film. I there's nothing there. There are worse animated films <laughs> out there. I for it, and I'm not saying this because it's an Adam Sandler film. I'm just saying this because it's an animated film. Yeah. Uh, granted that Incredibles is a better film, it is a more high concept film, but in terms of getting your family value out of it, this will suffice. This will get kids happy. Get them laughing. There's jokes in there for some parents. <laughs> you want to keep jokes. your kids happy. Yes, you want to keep them happy. <laughs> this is a fine film. It meets the requirements of a family <laughs> film in the barest of senses, but not so much that you're like scraping to enjoy it yourself. Okay. I found myself actually laughing at parts. Um, I liked the ending of what they did. It wraps the whole thing up in a nice callback to the first film. As well, which I thought was neat, and I thought they yeah. wouldn't do, because uh, Sony animated cash grab film, <laughs> the third. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a fine film. Okay, there's, there's you can't really bag on this because it does exactly what you think it's gonna do. It's yeah. It doesn't stray away from it, and it knows itself so well at this point that it's gonna cater to a specific kind of audience, and you know what you're gonna get going into the film. Yeah, it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, given the Pantabedia boat scale, yeah. it's a rental. It's a stream. Stream it. It's yeah. a stream. If you have kids, if you have kids, put it on for them, and they'll be happy. Take your kids to see it. If you don't have kids, you're not missing anything. <laughs> Fair enough. Catch it when you do have kids. So, I guess then the question is, would you rather see Skyscraper? talk about skyscraper now you gotta talk about skyscraper so skyscraper the dwayne the rock johnson chinese financed big blockbuster that debuts 25 million dollars what's going on here why did it bomb believe it or not i want to say it's the chinese influence really yeah um mainly because american audiences aren't into chinese culture or chinese architecture or anything chinese actor related (laughs) which isn't a problem, but also is a problem, mm-hmm. because you got to go over um, the hurdles of not only cultural differences, right. but having established actors within the same vein going head to head against Dwayne Johnson, who yeah. takes up like literally half the screen most of the time. Uh, it does show off some cool, innovative technologies, which I assume is green screened, but okay. at the same time is also like, hey. That could be a cool concept someday. And yeah, sure, China could be the ones to make that happen. Sure. Yet at the same AKA time... AKA buying into the... Buying into the... Um, the Chinese market, which cultural, I think is what they cultural... Uh, what's, what's what they the want. What I'm looking for? Um, Appropriation? No, no, not this time. <laughs> um, no. Um, cultural propaganda. bias. Cultural propaganda. <laughs> it's like, yeah. look at the things you can do if you invest in your country. Right. <laughs> yeah. But at the heart of all this, it's a diehard film. 
Okay. We yeah. knew this going in. It looks like Die Hard in the Skyscraper. It looks like Die Hard in the Skyscraper. It's yeah. Die Hard in the Skyscraper. Okay. Except that it's mainly Dwayne Rock Johnson trying to get his kids back rather than trying to save his wife or throw right. the terrorists. Right. Because honestly, I think he could give two, uh, part of my French here, two shits less about what the, <laughs> they're trying to accomplish. We have an explicit tag. You don't need to apologize. Oh, yeah. So I don't think James, like James Wendell Johnson's character, can give two shits about what what the terrorists are actually after. Yeah, he's just there to save his kids, which they take the kids as hostage. Which I mean, if you're a villain and you want to get the Rock out of there, like, okay, what do you want? You just want your kids? Okay, here's your kids. I don't need to bother you now. Right. Yeah. The problem with the protagonist that doesn't give a like a larger like, care about the context is that, yeah, you give them what he wants and then he'll just leave. Yeah. Which is what I was waiting for half the time was, like, just just make sure, you're, like, he's just making sure his family's safe. Yeah. Unfortunately, the villains try and, like, keep him as leverage, keep one of the kids as leverage. Right. It's like, but if you don't have that leverage, then you don't have the problem. And you see where I'm going here? Okay, <laughs> you outsmarted the villain in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Mm. And there's some cool action sequences, again, but it's all CGI, so yeah. it's not that impressive as much. That being said, judging by the way you're explaining this, it doesn't sound too dissimilar from Hotel Transylvania when it's like, no, this does exactly what you think it is. Oh yeah, it does exactly what you think it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's exactly what you think it is. It's Dwayne the Drock Johnson mm-hmm. in a hotel, climbing up uh, each floor Dwayne to... Dwayne the Jock Bronson. Yes, climbing up each floor to uh, save his family. Yeah, it does a it does a nice thing with the callbacks and some like um, uh, full circle stuff, uh-huh. which which is nice in terms of a um, screenwriting sense. Like it's definitely a good screenwriter's starting place, right? But it doesn't escalate from a starting block. I feel it's like they paid. Like like I said before, it's like they paid the two million, they paid two million dollars for the script, and they didn't want to touch it, which is unfortunate, because, uh, apart from one scene, or two scenes in the film, there's no reason for him to have an amputated leg. It's not a big selling point. It's I mean it's covered up most of the time, yeah. and for most part I forgot that was a thing until they brought it up. <laughs> Yeah, because it's not going to be the thing you're looking at. It's not like there's full body shots of him the entire movie. Right, plus he's wearing <laughs> pants the whole time. So right. it's covered up anyways. It'd be more obvious if it was his arm. Right. Yeah. Or, or you know, some other type of impediment. Right. Like, I get, like, you do it to raise the stakes. You sure. also do it, it's also done in the beginning to set up how they met, how the... the sure. How the husband and wife met. But do I really need that? No. No? No. No, no. The more I think about it, the more it's like, no, you could have just said they're together, they have kids. Right. Start film. Yeah, you don't need to you don't need to have some sort of weird setup about right. how I don't need to know kids. that he was a former ex Marine. I don't know that he's doing well, this job because you might want to mention that, but you can have that in dialogue. Oh no, you have that in dialogue. Yeah. But you just to have that, that oh, in this a is why minute, he's badass. But to have that in a ten minute opening Yeah, you don't like, need to see it. None of that none of the stuff in the opening that like quote unquote haunts him <laughs> really comes back into a forefront no. uh, again in in the film. The, which yeah. is a missed opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Sounds like it. 
Because if you're going to do that, it's for a setup. Right. Like, oh, something in his combat specifically is going to come right. up. Right. It's, it's, I made a mistake yeah. here. It's haunted me. I'm not going to make the same mistake again. Twice. And they don't do that in this movie? Yeah. Oh, they do do that. No, no, no. Oh, okay. It's, it's subtly set up in this film. Yeah. But the technology they set up right after that scene basically overtakes it yeah. in, in the final conflict. So to me, it's not as impactful as it could have been. So, with all that ragging on it, it's a fine film. You get what you want out of it. It's The Rock beating up on people, climbing a tower, saving his family. It's exactly what you think going into yeah, the film. It's exactly I, I, what I thought it was. I, as much as I'm ragging on the film right now, saying, oh, I think they could have done better. It's fine. It, it's fine. It, it's, it's got like a 60%, I think, around today. No yeah, 60, it sounds 60. like, it sounds like if you, you get, want to go this weekend to a movie you have not seen... That is also something you can nosh on popcorn to. Yep. This sounds like this will fulfill that goal. Yes, it is definitely a popcorn flick in the middle of summer in yeah. the truest of sense. Yep. Uh, it's yep. not going to try and challenge anything, no. but it's also not going to be a total disappointment. You're going to be all about that, like, that's a fine film. Okay. I might forget about it. It'll probably rerun, like, forever on FX when it comes out, but it's a fine film. Fair enough. So on the patented media vote scale... It's a fine film. It. <laughs> Sounds like a stream. It's a stream. Because it. it's like, don't rush out and see this unless you, like I said, need to kill some time this weekend. Right, or if you just want to like have some beer with some buddies, have some bro time, put on testosterone Phil, Roy the Rock Johnson, yeah, yeah, why not? and watch it. It's fine. Then to move into a movie that is probably the polar opposite of sky- Skyscraper in almost every way, oh, you I... also saw Sorry to Bother You. Oh, I gotta talk about this now. Yes, you do. Oh my gosh, where do I begin with this? So thing? this movie came out at an interesting time. Yeah, uh, it's good timing, I think, for this yes. release. So explain uh, to our viewers because they may, unlike the last two movies, not be familiar with what "Sorry to Bother You" is. So, "Sorry to Bother You" is a ninety-five percent Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh A plus <laughs> film. Everywhere you see, they are talking about this film. Thus, why I went to go see it. Okay. That's not explaining what it is. No, no, but that's the setup. I know. That, that's that's explaining what it is. That, that is what drove me to see it. I saw a yes. commercial. F- I, I saw understand a t- that. I saw a trailer for it. It basically set it up as what is the it? Wolf of Wall Street esque, but telemarketer calling. Uh huh. So what? Is it? So what is it? It it's it's an interesting film. It's definitely in the same vein as uh, Get Out, mm-hmm. which it takes a simple concept of. Let's meet my parents, but then compounds so many social commentary <laughs> yeah. on top of it to where you feel like you're suffocating, to where like you feel like you're getting kicked in the head, but <laughs> at the same time comes across in a clear message like, hey, this is happening. We should do something. Right. Uh, so that's the simple way of putting this. I could talk about this film for probably a good hour <laughs> and a half. Well, don't do that. Because it just goes into so many existential layers as yeah. to what it tries to say, how it goes about saying that. Also, Army Hammer's in this thing. I, I had heard that Army Hammer is in this thing. Yeah. Army Hammer's in this thing. I like him more in this thing than he did in yeah, um, Call, Me Call Me By, by Your name. name. Did you see, by the way, this is a little bit of a tangent, did you see yeah. that apparently fans of Army Hammer are bringing him peaches to sign? Really? Yes. Because it's of become Call a thing Call now. Me by Call Me By Your Name. They bring peaches to him. Seriously? They signed by Peach. Wow. <laughs> 
Sorry, anyways. <laughs> anyways, um, that's that's funny. Yeah, I'm hammered in this. It's it's good. Uh, directed by a one Boots Riley. Yeah. Uh, was he from anything? Nah, I don't know. I don't think he is. But he's like a dude. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I didn't. I didn't bother to look it up. But from what I witnessed, he's definitely got a vision, and he definitely knows what he wants to say and goes how about going about saying it. It's a definitely a. Fly by the seat of your pants, very fast-paced film. It's very entertaining. But I, this is where I put the caution up, because just like with Get Out, I can easily see some people going into this thing, mm-hmm. thinking it's one thing, they're coming out being like, what did, what, I, what did I just watch? Yeah. It went in a really weird direction. I don't get it, and it's not what I expected out of the film. With that Really huge divot of a caveat that's basically at the crux of the second act. Um, the second act, um, end of the second act at the turning point. Mm-hmm. It really goes in a weird direction. I like how they go about it because it's really because it comes out of your face out of nowhere, and then it get back literally backpedals and explains everything <laughs> about as what happened as you do. Whenever you something in your face like that. And it says, and it basically explains what it means. And it's a great allegory about workforce and doing what you want versus doing what you love. And having a workforce and workhorse mentality. Yeah. And a black, I, I don't uh, yeah, a uh, black person in a uh, office job versus how you should act in an office job mm-hmm. having a so-called white voice yeah and how how having a white voice leads to success or the image of success it's a mm-hmm. yeah it's very a heavy film there's a lot to this film I would definitely like to see this thing again to get the full scope of it I feel like I should see this you should see this uh, um, because as somebody who's worked in a call center before, I, I, I'm already feeling some things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. Well, no, see, it's not a call center. It's but, a, yeah. um, uh, what is it? A telemarketing. Right. But yeah. But there's similarities. Similarities, same idea, same yeah. concept. Uh, but yeah, Sorry to Bother You is, the title isn't necessarily towards the call center people calling. Right. It's actually pointed towards the audience as in uh-huh. saying, Sorry to bother you, but... Think about these things. Think about these things. Yeah. Now. It's that's a clever title for something yeah. like this. So uh, the yeah, padded... well, the, well, the title got me. Yeah. The title got me. Yeah. So on the padded beetle uh, scale... This sounds like see it. Oh, it's definitely see it. Uh, it's still a limited release. It's not sure. everywhere. So see it if your, it's available to your you. your boutique theater. I'm just giving you a heads up warning that it may not be what the film you think it is, but it's definitely the film you probably should see. No, that sounds great. Um, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. That sounds like that's probably up my alley. Yeah, if it comes up on um, streaming, definitely watch it. Yeah, I bet that'll be something that goes on to Hulu pretty soon. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, that does it for new releases, so let's move into movie news. All right. Let's get rolling. All right, our first story is a follow-up story about a movie that we announced sort of uh, sort of semi-confirmed a few weeks ago. Yeah. Zombieland 2, a sequel, of course, to the 2009 hit Zombieland. Well, it's been officially greenlit now. 
with its stars and creators returning to the project, as previously said. So this was back in 2009 when Zombie Land came yeah, out. Yeah, can you believe how long ago that was? Ten years. And ten years is a long time. Uh, these creators uh, of Zombie Land have gone mm-hmm. to do some amazing stuff since. Kind of did. Yeah. As, and the stars have as well. Uh, so <laughs> to kind of break it down for you, uh, writers Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese who also wrote Deadpool. And Deadpool 2. And they're Deadpool they're 2. the Deadpool fair guys. They have penned the script, uh, again, for the yeah. director, also returning, Ruben, Fe- Ruben Fleischer, who is set to direct Venom, uh, coming later this year, to return to the helm. It will star, of course, Academy Award winner Woody Harrelson, Academy Award winner Emma Stone, recent Academy Award winner Harrelson. Academy Award nominee Abigail Breslin, and Academy Award Academy Award nominee Jesse Eisenberg. Yes, every single person <laughs> from the main cast of this movie has either won or been nominated <laughs> to for an Oscar. So that's that's saying a lot. Yeah. Film is set to begin production in January and should be released in October 2019. Fittingly, meeting the 10th anniversary of the original film. So, this is good. This is actually one of the few zombie films that I actually enjoy. Yeah. Uh, maybe because it doesn't take itself too seriously, and it's more comedic in tone than an actual zombie film. I liked it at the time. Yeah. Um, I feel like recent view, uh, like recent times I've seen the movie, I'm like, yeah, this hasn't aged super well. But at the time, I really liked it. Yeah, it's a... It's it's a good zombie film. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. It's got its moments. Uh, there's a big Twinkie hunt. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Definitely rent it. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. All right, All right moving on. Moving on to our next story. Uh, speaking of China, as we talked about in the skyscraper piece, big budget films are never a guarantee, even in China. So normally they are. You'd think you put up like yeah. hundred plus million dollars, you expect to make it back. So one such film, the fantasy epic Asura has been promoted as China's most expensive movie ever made, going over $110 million for its budget. But guess what? It only made $7.1 million over its opening weekend. Uh, uh, I'm seeing some, like, seventh son in this thing. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Uh, In response to the epic failure, uh, film producers have pulled the film from cinemas immediately. Wait, guys, that's not how you make more money. This is why this is a thing. (laughs) This is why we're talking about it. A representative on the film said, This decision was made not only because of the bad box office. We plan to make some changes to the film and release it again. That's not how this works. I know that's not how this works. What are they doing? You're going to have a film out there with two release dates now. These guys just... I'm a fixed wolf. I'm a fixed wolf. This movie. I'm a fixed Asura. I'm a fix this film for you. <laughs> and not even that too, because Kanye didn't pull wolves. He left it there. Yeah. Oh, it's just, that's insane. Well, I don't know. For, for the for the majority of the entire album, actually, he left uh, the original album still intact on um, on uh, try tried title, but everywhere else it's fixed. So why can they just like fix it in the DVD post or whatever? Yeah, make, make uh, this is not this is, doesn't make any sense. But who who am I? I'm no producer of a hundred and uh, at least it's no like live film. die repeat situation oh here. God, yeah, edge of tomorrow. Pick up a name. <laughs> Speaking of re-releases, but in a different way. Our next story is about a re-release of a way more classic and successful film. Well, more like a list of successful films. Uh, but one such film has been... Uh, 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 has a uh, 10th anniversary to celebrate. 
let's see, 2008? Indeed. What was big in 2008? The biggest movie in 2008, the of course. The first Iron Man. No. No? You're close. Oh. The it's superhero. A superhero. <laughs> it's Batman. The Dark Knight is set to make a return to theaters to celebrate the film's 10th anniversary. I remember seeing that at midnight. Yeah, I saw that at midnight as well. Uh, it, however, will only be in four IMAX locations. Guess where? Name those four I know what, major cities. I wrote the story. I know, I know but where it's it is. No fun if you don't answer. <laughs> All right, it's going to be L.A., New York, um, San Francisco, uh-huh. and Toronto. Yep, one Canada just to add flavor. So yeah, uh, if you live anywhere near those major cities, uh, major cities. then uh, go see the re-release. That might be a fun night at the uh, IMAX. Yes. Note that this will be re-released in IMAX only. Yeah. Uh, Which makes sense, because yeah. that movie had several shots that were filmed in IMAX. Uh, a majority of that film was filmed in IMAX and actually paved the way for yeah. more films to be shot exclusively in IMAX. Indeed it did. Mainly a lot of Christopher Nolan films. All right. Next up in the re-release uh, announcements here in our little re-release section, The Big Lebowski will also uh, be being really released, as you have here. It will be abiding theaters <laughs> for two days in August to celebrate its 20th anniversary on August 5th and 8th. The film has since been, of course, inducted to the National Library of Congress Film Registry and a yearly festival where it's shown annually. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Yep. Uh, so get your robes, get your white Russians, and head yep. to a theater in August. Indeed. Uh, but probably don't bring the booze in the theater. They might not be happy with that. Just don't tell them. Just don't tell them. <laughs> All right, next up, another 20th anniversary. This time, uh, for your anime fans out there, uh, Cowboy Bebop, the classic anime film uh, based on the, the anime, uh, will be celebrating its 20th anniversary, and Funimation will be releasing both a sub and a dub of the film. Uh, the sub on August 13th through, um, I guess, one of those Fathom events. Yeah. And a dub on August 15th. So right. if you like the Cowboy Bebop, and I actually knew a lot of people in high school who swore by that thing. you, I could, If I had a nickel for every time somebody said, oh, do you watch anime? And I said no. And they say, well, you should watch Cowboy Bebop. I would have probably enough money to like go to Hawaii right now. <laughs> Like God, it's the thing. It's like that's the go-to. It, that people, it's the introductory of anime yeah, that people, people love go to, to use that one as the example. But like, oh, trust me, if, even if you think you don't like anime, watch Cowboy Bebop. Or it's, it's like, do you like Miyazaki? Here, like, watch, watch this. Cowboy Bebop. It's like everybody's answer. It's fine. Yeah. I saw the first episode. I'm like, yeah, this still isn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> I kinda, I don't know. I'm a tough customer. I guess you are a tough customer. Uh, but yeah. You're like one of the toughest customers I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Alright. Like a cookie. <laughs> like a tough cookie. All so right. yeah, so if you like to see any of those classic movies, you can. Very, very soon here. Moving on, our next story is about people who make a lot of money. So, it's the middle of summer and news is kind of slow. So, that's when we have a story about people who make a lot of money. So Forbes uh, has announced their highest paid celebrity list. And we don't have the whole list for you here because that would take too long. But we do have a smattering of people who... Are notable here. Number one. Is this what the top the five? Hell? It's the top five. <laughs> um, I think you mean Floyd May- May- Mayweather? Yeah, right. Floyd, no, Floyd Money Late Father. <laughs> <laughs> it autocorrected. <laughs> so. It autocorrected. That's what I'm going to call him from now on now. Okay. So, boxer, of course, Floyd Mayweather. Or 
Floyd Money Late Father, as, as, as uh, apparently is his new name <laughs> from us, uh, is your number one highest paid celebrities. Ugh. And uh, he's followed by George Clooney, Kylie Jenner, Judy Shindlin, and Dwayne Johnson in the, to- in the rest of the top five. Uh, to give you an estimate of how much those top two are earning, yeah. Kylie Jenner's at $900 million. Right, so you can imagine how much higher George Clooney is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there was this thing, in case you guys missed it, uh, on the internet about, like, somebody sort of freaking GoFundMe to get Kylie Jenner to be a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's not. No, that's not that's how that not works. How works. <laughs> you can't just give someone money. I mean, I mean you that's can't... what her parents did. <laughs> yeah. Oh! oh anyways. All right. Uh... I mean... She did something. I saw some other worst jokes out yeah. there as well. Yeah, no. She that did some We're not going to repeat here. All I'll say about it is that she did some things to earn her money. Yes, I'm not saying anything about her entrepreneurial spirit or anything because I don't want to, you know, crap on, you know, if the actual effort she's made, made in her career. Yes. That being said, you cannot use self made in anything that Kylie Jenner does. She was not self made. Mm-hmm. She comes from a family of wealth. There is privilege in there, and you have to you have you can have both. Does, you can have it. This is a film section. <laughs> I know. Film section. Hey, it's tech. She's been in movies. All right, well, come on, finish the story. All right, the celebrity one hundred earnings minimum, by the way, is thirty five million dollars, and eleven entertainers have earned over one hundred million over the past year. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's million. a lot. It's a lot. Money. Yeah, thirty five. Talk about what percenters. Seriously. All there right. There they all are. Okay. Let's move into television. Let's move into uh, some sports. different kind of move, uh, news. Starting with, of course, sports. So the top sports story, of course, is we are recording this after the World Cup has ended and the big final between France and Croatia. Well, everybody saw it coming. France took it in a pretty close game for a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of got crazy in the second, uh, but other than that, it was pretty entertaining. I think six goals were scored, 4 2 was yeah, the final. 4 2. Yeah. France uh, didn't necessarily do a whole lot to actually earn that 4. No, goals, but, but they, they were able to capitalize on a lot of mistakes made were. by Croatia, and yeah. that is the deciding factor. Even though Croatia had the ball in their uh, attacking position. Yeah. A lot. More? Their shot, the yeah, they had more shots, I think, by the end of the night than, than France did. Yeah, but, of course, all that matters are balls and goals. Balls and goals. So, yeah, I'm sure the, the whole country of France is super psyched about this and will be psyched for the rest of the year. Uh, next up in sports, hometown hero Bryce Harper wins the baseball home run derby. Yes, uh, hometown hero of the Washington Nationals, yes. as that's where the... Uh, home Run Derby and All-Star Game took place. Been, yeah, had taken place. Yep. So good for Mr. Bryce. Oh, and if you missed the Home Run Derby, hot damn. Go check that out. They were hitting bombs left and right. Getting, I mean, I don't think anybody like hit less than 12 when they were up. Wow, that's but, pretty good. Well, they also changed the format, too, to where oh, okay. the time format instead of 10 outs. Oh, okay. So if you, so as before, where it was like you'd swing... Yeah. And if you don't make it like the first like four, five, six times to you finally hit a home run, then you have like four outs left. Are you saying that now it works like the video game does? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> cool. It's definitely a better uh, format. I think they're going to keep it this way. Yeah. It keeps it more exciting and there's sure. still the bonus balls and stuff. Bonus balls. I had some yeah, bonus yep. balls right here. 
If you like bonus balls, then you probably also watch the All-Star Game. Uh, uh, talk about a home run derby. Yeah, speaking of home runs, <laughs> the American League won the All-Star Game in extra innings with back-to-back home runs in the 10th inning. Uh, not only Boom. that, but of the 13 runs scored, seven of them were home runs. Damn. So a lot of solo shots out there. I mean, that's what you want from an All-Star Game. You want super-powered people all the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you have uh, creative player creative Aaron Judge player. going up, going <laughs> after uh, Mike Trout, back to back home runs. That's what you get. That's what you want. That's what you, it's what you do. It's what you do. When you're an all star player, that's what you do. You hit home runs. And lastly, in sports, something that's happening right now on the West Coast. Yeah, I love them bonus balls. The bonus balls. <laughs> If you're watching right now on the West Coast, or if you're on the East Coast, you've already seen this. But tonight, of course, are the ESPYs, the annual ESPN Sports Awards. And of course, if you're listening to us uh, via podcast. You're not watching the ESPYs. No. (laughs) You may be watching both, and congratulations if you are. Uh, But yeah, uh, they are hosted this year by Danica Patrick. Uh, The retired Danica Patrick. Retired, and enjoying dating bliss with Aaron Rodgers. Yes, dating, not married. They're not engaged, they're not married, no announcements here. No, but she's still a GoDaddy girl. I guess, uh, but uh, now she's like doing like professional ads for her. For for, for GoDaddy. Yeah, Yeah. it seems like she's like, no, I'm the business person now. Mm -hmm. Good for her. So yeah, uh, that's happening right now. Uh, so manly man tears. Get ready. Yep, I, I've been uh, wiping my eyes quite a bit. You don't even know what's happening. It's the Pat Tillman <laughs> Award. You're the Pat Tillman Award. All right, that's it for sports. Unless you have anything else to add. Uh, no, we're in the middle of the off season. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about some stuff yep. at the end of this podcast. But right now, no. I mean, this is why the SPs are actually on. Because we're in one of two days where professional sports are not being played. Yep. Uh, so. Sounds too bad. There's nothing happening. I mean, there, there's news. People are being signed places. People are retiring. But nothing no, uh, for enough for us to cover. Yes. You know, it's not like anyone's winning awards right now. <laughs> uh, not yet. Not yet. All right, uh, so let's move out of sports then and talk about proper television news. Uh, my mom was ecstatic about Danica Patrick hosting, so right. we're noting that she's watching the ESPYs. There you go. Yep. Well, she is a fan of something DP. for everybody. Yep. All right, moving on into proper television news. Our weekly story about Netflix gets early here. Uh, uh, nope, 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 nope. Yep. That's nope. What's, oh shoot! Nope. I'm skipping. You're right. You skipped. I skipped because this is a bigger deal, and we, I thought we were going to leave this for the last. Oh. <laughs> Emmy nominations. So, in case you are interested in the kind of this kind of thing, Emmy nominations hit last week, and so we now we know who's up for the Emmys. And surprise, surprise, well, no surprise. No surprise. Guess who's leading the pack? It's Game of Thrones. Now that they're eligible again this year, leading everybody with 22 nominations. Uh, behind them, SNL, that's Saturday Night Live, and Westworld uh, with 21 each. This uh, follows trend with last year, where Saturday Night Live also, I believe, led in nominations, or yeah, close to it. Close to it. Uh, Netflix uh, passed HBO for highest nominations for a single network at 112 to HBO's 108. Uh, Colin Jost and Michael Che are your hosts, uh, and they will be hosting the show on September the 17th. So what do you think overall about those noms? So, I forgot Game of Thrones was eligible. Right. Because, one, it's been so long. 
But two, it feels like they just won for Battle of the Bastards, where it won all the awards. Nope, that was which two was years ago. two seasons yeah. ago. Two seasons ago. You're yeah. Right. So going off of this past season, this past season you have to remember was the one that the fans weren't super hot on. Right, because this is the first. So this will be interesting. Well, because this was the first season where they went past the book, right? Exactly. And basically had to write their own stuff. Which, none of it was super shocking, because it was all set up for the final season. Mm. Which, they recently just finished shooting. So it'll be interesting to see what the Emmy voters thought of this stuff. Because we yes. saw the internet reaction, and your reaction was a little less negative. I remember no. you coming out pretty positively over it. Yeah. Saying it was fun, and it did everything you wanted it to do, as opposed to, like, the internet, which was basically just pissed because it wasn't the books anymore. Well, one, they would pass the books. Two, yeah. there wasn't as many major character deaths. Uh, <laughs> but that's because you save those for your final season. Right, that's You not save them for the finale. This is, like, as I said while we were watching it, this all feels like setup. Like, they're getting some of the lore out of the way, and this is all putting the pieces in position to where, to make sure this person has good reason to hate this person, and this person meets up back up with this person because we have all these characters in these central locations in order to set in motion the final big battles that are going to happen. Yep. So, yeah, Game of Thrones... So, um, it may not win. Yeah, I don't know. It's got some challenge uh, this year, like uh, you said. Handmaid's Tale may... Handmaid's Tale might carry over. over. Um, the Crown may carry over West as well. Westworld might be a surprise Westworld is a surprise. Um, it's a tough category this year. Yeah, especially for yeah, drama stuff. Carrie, Carrie. Comedy also is surprisingly enough. Uh, uh, this Atlanta, this is, uh, is the favorite. Atlanta is the favorite after last year, um, but the Good Place could be your sleeper uh, sleeper uh, right. hit here because it's a network show, which means it's a little less hot than the other stuff. But it's a really, is in my opinion, as I said in our. Your wrap-up stuff. Uh, it's the strongest network sitcom in years. I think that was your number one show. <laughs> it was, because I genuinely believe it is the strongest network sitcom I've seen in like a decade. Well, it is doing a lot of stuff that other shows wouldn't touch. Yeah. It's really existential, but mm-hmm. given the setting, it can do that kind of stuff. And it's got the kind of thing that <clears throat> Emmy voters really love, which is that kind of self-referential kind of stuff. Remember how much Dirty Rock used to win? Yeah. This could be that. Okay. That's why I'm kind of like, at least putting it in there. Don't forget about, just because it's not prestige and it's not on a cable network, don't the, forget about The Good Place. Don't count it out. People won't watch it, won't like it. Yeah. Won't understand it. Um, I was going to say something about The Good Place, I think. The Ted Danson. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ted, that's a what it was. Nomination for was, actor, yes, which and, is awesome. Right, he won't win, but that's awesome. No, but that nomination actually puts him as the most nominated comedy actor. Nice, good for him. Right, and then um, oh, there's one other milestone. It was uh, Game of Thrones related? Um, oh, that's what it was. It was a uh, Tyrion, Tyrion Lannister. The the what's his name? Yes. You know him, you love him. Yeah. You want to hang out with him, you want to party with him. <laughs> Tyrion Lannister. But we can't think of his name. Oh. There's a D in there somewhere. Yeah, I know that. Somewhere. I'll, I'll shout it out later in the podcast. Yeah, I'll think of it, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, uh, because he got nominated again for a supporting actor in a drama. He becomes the... Uh, he's been nominated every single year hmm. for that show. So he now holds the uh, record 
for a supporting cast member in the drama. Great. That's cool. Yeah. I think that's all the milestones there were. Uh, you can definitely check out the full list at yeah. Uh You unfortunately cannot vote for this. No, you're not eligible. Uh, if you're watching this, unless you are, then get in contact with us, please. Uh, but, but yeah, it's already voting is already over. Uh, but yes, the the, the uh, September seventeenth will be the ceremony. So no, no, I thought, I thought, check it out. No, I thought you could. They still vote for from the nominations. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, nomination posts are over. I mean, yes, yeah. voting is happening for the actual winners. Right. All right, let's move on. Uh, now we're going into our weekly Netflix story. Yes. This is also kind of a follow-up story. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, thank you. Got it. Uh, that is, I knew there was a D. <laughs> that is, it's a follow-up to our story about the Weinstein Company and the ev- never-ending aftermath of its explosion. I swear, we're going to stop talking about the Weinstein Company at some point. <laughs> In an agreement with Lantern Entertainment, which is the group that we mentioned uh, that kind of ended up being the victors right. of the spoils uh, at the who, end of all this. Yeah, who- Bought all the, the yeah. Weinstein company. Uh, Netflix has terminated its streaming deal with that company that existed, that formerly existed as the Weinstein company. So they will no longer be obligated to accept delivery or make payments for any films, television shows, or other content from them as of July 11th. So what does this affect? Everything, Everything. but two exceptions. Season two of the animated Spy Kids series which I keep forgetting exists, and the British period gangster show Peaky Blinders. That's what that's about. Apparently that's what that's about. I keep seeing it, and I'm like, what the hell is Peaky Blinders? Yeah, I keep. Yeah, I always see it. I always see it uh, promoted on Netflix. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, What's no. What's Peaky Blinders? Your, your title does not excite, excite me. British I don't want to watch gangsters. it. gangsters. All right, there we know. And now I don't want, even want to watch it even more. Peaky Blinders will remain on the service uninterrupted. This has, by the way, resulted in Netflix holding on to one... Point six million dollars in license fees, which will be paid once the courts make a ruling between Weinstein Company and Indemol Shine, yes. which was, uh, the, I guess, the division the, of Indemol that. Yeah, that's the division of Indemol that actually produced a lot of these these shows, uh, and because they're no longer going to be on Netflix, means they don't get their streaming deal. Yeah. But I think it would, depending on how the courts work out their deal with the Weinstein Company, mm-hmm. in terms of how much they owe. That money uh, could come from the Netflix withholdings right now. That makes sense. So it may. I mean, this is good. Licenses don't get paid. Yeah, but yeah, we lose some content. But Netflix has made so much content at this point that it's kind of a wash. Did you see? I think they're they're looking to get rid of it anyways. But this gets out of them earlier. Yeah. By the way, did you see that? Um... Uh, he reared his ugly head for the first time in, like, literal months. No. Harvey uh, finally made, like, a public statement, and guess what it was? I'm with Donald Trump? No, oh. no, it wasn't that. Political? No, it was It was basically, like, say, he said something along the lines of, like, it's like, oh, that's how everybody does it in Hollywood. And no. that's why it needs to change. <laughs> Like no, that's not true. But all right. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was dumb. All right. Speaking of dumb um, and uh, short memories, apparently. Yes. People at HBO must have really short memories uh, because they gave Joss Whedon a job. Yeah, that brings us to our next story. Uh, anyway. So remember when everyone uh, like black 
listed Joss Whedon for well, like three months. HBO doesn't give a shit, and uh, they they gave him a new uh, new show. Joss Whedon's back with another HBO show. This one's called The Nevers. I'm gonna make this quick. Describe an epic sci-fi drama about a gang of Victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities, relentless enemies, and a fit mission that might change the world. Whedon will serve as a writer, director, executive producer, and showrunner. And this will be his first show since Dollhouse on Fox and serving as an executive producer on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, it sounds like you're not excited for this. No, okay, no. Uh, this just sounds like he's making a Lady Firefly. Yeah. So this is, but, but there's no space elements? For somebody, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, man, HBO, come on. You could have had anybody else do this thing. Joss Whedon needs money. Give, no, 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 he really doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's fine. He's a very rich man. <laughs> Moving on. Wow. <laughs> you just really want to talk about this thing, no. don't you? No, Moving on. All right. Do you want to at least mention what he did? No. Okay. <laughs> you, want, you want to say why you don't like this guy anymore? No. You should know. You should know better. If All you right. pay, pay attention to our show. Pay attention to our show or just things in general. Do a quick Google search. I need to explain to people. Do a quick Google search. All right. All moving right. on to our last story, which is about the endless parade of 90s franchises coming back. This time, it's Nickelodeon's Rugrats. So how is it coming back, you ask? Is it a TV show or a film? Guess what? It's both. What? So, Nickelodeon's reviving the animated series with 26 new episodes and a live-action film from Paramount. Production has already begun, though no date or cast has been announced. The original creators of the 1991 series a.k.a. the Claspy and uh, Chupo of the Claspy and Chupo, yes. um, will be uh, your, your uh, uh, executive producers. The film is being described as a live-action film featuring CGI characters <laughs> 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 um, with a November 13, 2020 release. This is the latest revival, of course, of Nickelodeon franchises following the news of Blue Scoos, Rocco's, Modern Life, and Invader Zone. So the only thing I can think of this <laughs> is the... Uh, dancing babies from the early nineties, from so the early, early two thousands. They just should make this a CG movie. They, why? 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 Just do it like freaking Boss Baby. Like yeah. don't don't bring in real actors. Why? Why, why make it live action? Why bother? Too? If you're gonna have CG babies, so dumb. Yeah. I'm guessing it's the CG babies. That's the only thing that makes sense, right? CG dog. What else is? Yeah, it's the dog know. CG like. Or, or they're, but yeah, they're, they're babies, so. That being said, 26 new episodes of animated Rugrats sounds potentially cool. Yeah. And uh, that could be something that they, it would be interesting if they get the right people on it. I mean, we've seen the success that Dutch House has been having. Right, yeah, for woo-hoo. sure. And, woohoo. And, um, yeah, I think that it's a sm- it, that's an interesting show to bring back. Because yes. You could be really creative now, uh, just as you were able to back then. But, like, I mean, like. It would be really interesting to play with those characters in a current day situation. Also, all those kids that had that were watching this growing up have babies. Now have babies of, of their own. Turns out, so watch Rugrats. Well, they've got a little Rugrats of their own. Yep. Uh, so yeah, interesting. Uh, I uh, want to see at least what that thing looks like. That'd be interesting. But man, do I have zero interest in the live action movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's discussing. I want no part of it. All right. 
All right, let's uh, uh, wrap up television with uh, some thoughts. We watched the entire six-episode dump of uh, the Joel the binge McHale, watch Joel McHale show. Uh, Joel McHale, what is it? Joel the McHale? Joel McHale show with Joel McHale. With Joel McHale. Joel McHale show with Joel McHale uh, on Netflix. And I think the lesson that came out of that one: make it a weekly show. Don't binge it because it's not a yes. That's a show that works because, and the soup was like this too. That's a show that works because it's a weekly thing that you only see once a week, mm-hmm. and it gathers up what happened the previous week. Right. If you watch six episodes in a row, the way that they've set up the bits and the celebrity appearances is just so regimented and so like this is so expected. Like right. you know what they're gonna do every single step of the way that none of it was surprising, and so the jokes weren't as funny. That was my problem with it. Yeah, it definitely has. It's definitely a structured thing at this point, which is weird for a first season. Yeah. Uh, but it does what it is. It went in knowing what it wanted to do. Yeah. And it still is that show. It still is that show. It still is the soup, basically. So if you like that that format, also, but you have to give there. I mean, you you see why they they do that because they have to give the all the everyone working on the show a break. They're giving us summer vacation, which is right. Good. But the question now is, do they renew it? All they've confirmed is those, those bonus six episodes we've just got. They have not confirmed a proper season two. Uh, so who knows if this will return? I have my doubts. Yeah. I've, I've got something in the back. You know, before the six episodes, I didn't have it. But now, after these six episodes, I have a thing in the back of my head that says, ooh, they might not bring this back. I think if they're able to work out a contract where Maybe. they can work, like, Netflix. four, four yeah. months... And then take a month off, and four months to take a month off, and then like three months to take a month off. Yeah. And then that's like over a year right there, because that's like. <laughs> yeah, maybe if they make some sort of thing that works like that. <laughs> yeah. But all right, I mean, that. Do you have anything else to watch? Nope, uh, nothing on this list. Nope, uh, nope. It's uh, uh, summer. It's summer lull. Summer lull. Summer lull. Yep, summer's low. Makes lulls. me feel fine. Alright. Alright, let's move in then to cancellations and renewals. We have no cancellations, but we do have some renewals. Yep. First up, Pose on FX gets a second season. That was a visual gag for those of you listening to the audio podcast. <laughs> Sweet Bitter. But not, not Bittersweet, that is indeed Sweet, Sweet Bitter. Bitter gets a season two on Stars. Uh, Queer Eye on Netflix, that's a reboot, uh, gets a, confirms, is confirmed to get a sec, a third season, following its, uh, just aired a second. Right, uh, but they will move, instead move production to Oklahoma, no, Kansas City. Okay. Uh, I think it's Kansas City. Interesting. Uh, Ransom on CBS will get a third season as well. Uh, that's a shocker. I thought they were done with that. No, no, no more, there's more Ransom to come. All right. Lastly, we have Deaths, and uh, this one's uh, a sad one. Her boots were made for walking, but uh, that's not what they're going to do um, in heaven, because I think she'd walk through some clouds or something. The boots are not going to uh, walk all over Nancy you. Nancy Sinatra uh, has died. You do not have her age on here. No. Uh, is because we're being gentlemen about it? Is that why? Yes. <laughs> okay. We're gentlemen. We cannot disclose Nancy Sinatra's age. Uh, but she passed. Uh, of course, she was the wife of. Frank Sinatra and and, and uh, brother or not brother, uh, mother <laughs> of Frank Sinatra. Yep, she said she was. She said she was going to. She did it. Yeah, mother of Frank Sinatra, uh, the junior. Although, <laughs> oh. yeah, she she was also a wife. <laughs> yeah, she was a wife. That's what Frank Sinatra said. Yep, uh, all the time. He yep. did his poor out of uh, and said my wife. 
<laughs> Alright, let's move on. That does it for television. Uh, and uh, we get to move on yeah, into music. And we always start with music. With the with Billboard. The Billboard charts. Alright, does Drake... Drake... It's Does Drake, Drake week again. Drake, Drake, Drake retain? The Drake season isn't over because Drake has a number one song again, but guess what? It's, it's a new number one song. Wait, did Drake replace Drake? Drake replaced Drake again uh, this week. Your new number one song is In My Feelings by Drake, which uh, was, uh, I believe, in the top five last week, but was moved up to number one. Uh, that is uh, your number one song. Moving down to number two, I like it, or actually, I guess it was moving up from last week. I like it by Cardi B, bad whatever, this new version of um, Billboard has cut off the names, uh, so I cannot see, and this is a picture, so I can't click through. Uh, <laughs> number three, Girls Like You by Maroon 5 and People. Uh, number four, moving down from number one, Nice For What by Drake. And number five, Something Called a Booed Up by LMA. Booed Up. LMA? Ella... May. Oh, Ella May. Ella May. I don't know what that is. Something called booed up. I don't know what that like, is. Like, I got in a relationship, so I got booed up, I guess. Uh, is that, I have uh, a boo now. I thought that was called being shipped. <laughs> is it like relationship? It's a little different. It's like bayed up. Like, I have a bay. Like, a boo. Anyway, I think I'm going to move on. Uh, your Billboard 200 your albums chart is topped by Drake Scorpion for a second uh. week. Of course it is. Number two, Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. And number of course three, it is. debuting at number three this week, Future with Beast Mode 2. Oh, is the sequel to Beast Mode? The sequel to Beast Mode. Number four, Still, question mark, by XXXTentacoin. And <laughs> number five, Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B. That is your boring-ass billboard list for the week of July 18th. Uh, I, I think they're trying to tell me what to... What to listen to, oh, God, no. and I have yet to listen to anything Drake, Drake, on those more lists. Drake. Either list, I've yet to listen to anything on. Well, that. maybe you'll listen to one of these albums that are coming out on Friday. What is coming out on Friday? We have Buddy. But no, by, that's Buddy. We have Buddy. With, buddy. Uh, I've forgotten which one is the, okay. Yeah, the artist. Buddy is the artist. Buddy. With the album Harlan and Alondra. Okay. Uh, we have Forms with Semblance. Lori McKenna with The Tree. Punch Brothers with All Ashore, Skeleton Witch with Devouring Radiant Light, The Internet with Hive Mind, The Internet, <laughs> and Ty Siegel and White Fence with Joy. Nope. Those are your new releases. Nope. You to say those? Nope. Me neither. Uh, there is a new um, song out by Magic Dragons, which means there's going to be a new album out by them. Boring. Uh, it was okay. I can't imagine those. We, we must imagine the dragons. I still can't. I can't believe you still can't imagine the I dragons. I cannot imagine those dragons. Dude, just imagine the dragons already. I can't. I can't imagine them. Like, are they like Chinese dragons? Are they like like British-looking dragons? They're, they're, they're from Las Vegas. They're Vegas dragons. <laughs> Vegas dragons? They're Vegas golden dragons. Golden dragons. <laughs> All right, let's move into music news. Our first story is a funny one. I think I pointed out this to you. You did. Um, oh, that's why it's here. The, the, the band Massive Attack. Yes, that is a band. Massive Attack has canceled their performance that was going to take place at Madrid's Mad Cool Festival. It's a cool name for a festival, might I add. Due to a scheduling conflict with the band Franz Ferdinand. Yes, that Franz Ferdinand. According to a statement from Mad Cool, Massive Attack claimed that the, quote, sound of the stage where Franz Ferdinand was playing at the time would bother them during the performance of their show. 
The festival organizers claimed they did everything possible to delay the schedules of other bands, but Massive Attack made the unilateral decision to cancel their performance. So, basically, they were like, those kids are too damn loud. Which is funny, because I think Massive Attack is younger. They're older? No, they're an older band. They've been around longer than Franz Ferdinand has. Okay. To give you an idea. Uh, So, this makes no sense to me. Yeah. (laughs) But, that being said, I mean, sure, yeah, Franz Ferdinand probably does play a loud set. And it's I mean, Franz Ferdinand. They're a rock band. Yes. I mean, yeah, if you want, you want, when you hear Take Me Out, you want to hear Take Me Out real loud. Do they pump up the bass? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Like, they really. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you gotta have that riff. Yeah. That riff has to be super loud. Yeah. Uh, that being saying, people, regardless of who you're watching at a festival, be smart. Wear earplugs. Yeah. Don't blast your ears out. I do it all the time. Yeah, wear earplugs. Do it. No, no, not wear earplugs. Just blast my ears out when I go to festivals. Don't do that. Uh, Wear earplugs. Yeah, definitely do that. Speaking of festivals, or people touring. touring, Paul Simon is calling it quits after 50 years touring. He has just finished his final tour, Build Homeward Bound, the farewell performance. That's a nice name. He concluded it with, you guessed it, an acoustic version of Sound of Silence in London's Hyde Park. Although he is done touring, he is not done making music. As his 14th studio album has just been announced, it will be called In the Blue Light and is set for September later this year. He said, quote, Showbiz doesn't hold any interest for me. I am going to see what happens if I let go. Probably smart. Uh, this just means that he's not going to be touring. He still doesn't make music. I think he's going to try and enjoy his later years. Um, congratulations, Tyler, on winning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it looks like it. It totally looks like totally it. Looks like <laughs> it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, so, it is what it is. It is what it is. I, I mean, mean, yeah, he's getting older. It makes sense. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, next story is about Chance. Which Chance? Chance the Rapper, of course. The, the, the rapping Chance, of yeah. course. He has indicated he will release a new album this week. Surprise. Or As he is finishing up the follow-up album to Coloring Book, his last album, which should be out just in a few days. Or, or will he? Maybe. maybe or not. will he? He is quoted to say that if it's going to come out just, or that it's going to come out just in time for the Special Olympics, which are on July 21st. Now, historically, Chance has released his work on streaming platforms, including his last album, 2016's Coloring Book, was streamed exclusively on Apple Music for two weeks before it became free everywhere else. Um, it went on to become the first streaming-only album to win a Grammy. I believe it won Best Rap Album. Now. I believe it did win Best Rap Album. So there you go. Uh, we so, could very well have New Chance rec- a record this week. Um, probably, but most likely not. Uh, in the recent interview, he said that uh, he was doing a tweet uh, oh. either yesterday or today. Uh, that this, the album will not be dropping on Friday, but he is still working on it. Okay. So, not coming out, but it will probably be out very soon. He will still meet that deadline, which is next week. Uh, so, okay. next Friday we have a new chance. Possibly. Let's look forward to that. I don't know, that's how I dance, dance to, to chance, chance dance. dance. That's your chance dance. That's a chance dance. You, you listen to the lyrics of Space Jam, and when you had your chance, you did your dance. 
Just read the next story. Just read the next story. All right. (laughs) All right. All right. Lastly, moving on. Moving on to the VMAs. The MTV VMAs have been announced, and Cardi B leads with the nominations with ten, and her song. Or wait, wait. Is that her in Finesse Remix? Yes, it's that's uh, her song. It has five nominations. The Carters, that's Jay-Z and Beyonce, are next with eight nominations, and all of them going towards the music video for Ape Shit, the, uh, one, the one that's in the Louvre. Is that what that one is? That's, that's, that's that I, one. I should probably watch this. Watch yeah. some of these. Uh, Childish Gambino, uh, a.k.a. Donald Glover, a.k.a. Donald Glover, has seven nominations with all of them going towards This Is America, of course. Voting is now open until the show on August 20th at Radio City Music Hall in New York City, so you, yes you, can vote. Yes, this is the one you can actually vote for. Yep. Uh, you can vote once per day on MTV's website if you so choose. I believe you can go through Twitter as well to get there. Um, but yeah, uh, vote for your VMA. These are the Music Video Awards, not just for the songs. Leave those to the Grammys. Yep. Also, do these matter? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, someone. Somebody. Somebody. Moon Mans. All right. Uh, so that wraps up music news. Did you listen to anything this week? Uh, like I said, I listened to the new Imagine Dragons single. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I forget what it's called. It didn't really catch me. That sounds about right. But it sounds about right for the first song from them. From then again, then again, they had quite a banger album, the last one. So according to some. According to some. <laughs> so this could be an off album for them. We'll see. Yes, we'll see. But hey. Yeah, there's. Uh, look forward to do Magic Dragons later this year. Do I have to look forward to it? I will. Can I just deal? Yeah. Uh, I listened to something this week. What did you listen to? I listened to the brand, brand new Death he- Death Heaven album. Um, Death Heaven's a metal band, but they're kind of like a melodic, pretty metal band. A pretty metal band. Yeah, you don't really understand. Like, you have to. I would probably listen to something from them because that's really hard to explain. You'll, you, you would understand if you had heard it. Uh, but yeah, they're they're Pretty new metal band. They put out a new record this week. Uh, yeah, the they they put out really exceptionally pretty soundscapes, and then a dude starts yelling. Oh. Yeah. So if you're not like like me, if you're not a fan of like screaming dudes, then that's oh. the one detractor here. But everything else is actually really cool. Like they're a really cool band. There's some really great stuff in there. And if you're a metal person, uh, apparently this band is very divisive because the metalheads think that they're too soft to be metal and the people who aren't into metal think they're too metal to be cool. <laughs> and so it's like this weird, like, but for a lot of people, it hits the sweet spot. And there are, huge, there are a lot of big fans of this band. So okay. check out Death Heaven if that sounds interesting. This is their, I want to say, fourth, third or fourth record. So they've been around for a little bit here, but yeah, new material by them. So check it out if that sounds like your jam. All right, let's move on to video games. That's our last segment here. Yep. We always start with new releases. So this week, what do we got? Uh, What do we have? We have a new Adventure Time game for PlayStation 4 and Switch. That's Adventure Time Pirates of the Incaridian. We also have are, are they not done with Adventure Time games? Uh, the Adventure Time show show is done, but I guess they're not done with games yet. Oh, okay. Mugsters for PlayStation 4 and Switch. Let's Sing 2018 for PlayStation 4 and Switch. Yeah, yes, that is a Let's Sing game. Let's Sing. In this day and age. Chicken Assassin. Colon. Reloaded for <laughs> PlayStation 4 and Switch. If you want to see a Chicken Assassin, and I know I do. 
Check out Chicken Assassin. <laughs> so hop along the Badlands for the PlayStation 4. Not, not related not, to not the band, band. Hop along, as that I know of at least. Ice Cream Surfer for the PlayStation 4. That sounds like my jam. Yeah. And lastly, Sonic Mania Plus, which is a re-release of Sonic Mania with all the bonus stuff and for Switch. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Check that out. Check that out. First up in video game news, we have a story from Germany, the far-flung far nation of Germany. They have outlawed marketing games with vague dates like coming soon or shipping soon to lure pre-orders thanks to a Munich regional high court. This applies to any retailer that sells a pre-order or a digital software license. The reseller must specify when a buyer will have the product or digital license in their possession before making the sale. So basically what this means is that if you go into a German store and you try to buy a pre-order something that does not have a confirmed release date, you will not be able to. Yeah. Uh, this is just prevent stuff like Kingdom Hearts 3, people who pre-order it, and having that pre-order for over a year. Because it says eventually it'll come out, <laughs> but not yet. Um, this yeah, it's, it's just so that you, you don't give away your money for stuff that may or may not come out. Yeah. A la... Um, well, this is probably defense. Yeah. This is probably a defense against, like, stuff like, um... Oh, I might just, like, blanking for everything. Um, yeah. We're bad at pronouns today. Yeah. Uh, proper nouns today. Yeah. Uh, Crackdown 3 being delayed. If yeah, maybe Crackdown thing, things getting delayed. Maybe stuff like uh, the, no, uh, the No Man's Sky no Man's stuff, Sky. probably. Yeah. It's like, you know, games that are so far... Or the right now, Final Fantasy VII Remake right. is probably affected by this. Uh, like, Scalebound, which got canceled. Yeah. So yeah, it's tricky. It's a tricky game. This yeah. is probably smart. I don't think anything like this will ever pass in the United States, though. Probably not. The retailers have too much pull. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's interesting nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, do note that this is for retailers. You can still pre-order a game online via Amazon or from the uh, publisher directly if they allow you to. This is just for third-party retailers. Yeah. So anyways, moving on. Also, this is just for EU's specifically. Nah. Moving on to our next story, which is about, uh, which is actually a good news story. I like this one. Yeah. Epic Games is helping out the people who make stuff for their marketplace. They're making a new deal with their Unreal Engine marketplace, where creators on the store will now receive 88% of their product sales, uh, as opposed to uh, the 70% uh, split of other similar digital stores. So, this new split applies to all transactions, past, present, and future. So that means people who have sold stuff in the, in the past on the marketplace will be compensated for this new change. Right. They will be back paid. Yes, but do know that this only goes back to 2014 when that launched. Right. So, uh, games included uh, that have a, a marketplace element to them include Ark Survival Evolved and, of course, PUBG. As of July 2018, more than 6.3 use, million users, not 6.3 users. 6.3 users. Who's the point three user? <laughs> Peter Jinglich. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> he thought himself was rolling out. Rolling that's a me time. joke. It is a huge joke. Uh, 6.3 million users have chosen Unreal Engine 4, and Epic Games has seen a 30% growth in active sellers with over 1,500 creators. 
It is important to note here that this could have also been a business decision as they have uh, a lot of money now thanks to Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. So they probably realized, hey, we have nothing to lose here. We can do something in the, in the guise of goodwill, which is really just us showing off. Hey, look at all the money we have. Yeah. Also, it's probably pulling people from Unity, which is a rival engine. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's also important to note here. They are getting at... Unreal Engine used to be the go-to game development engine. Unity, in this generation especially, has given them a run for their money. Well, especially because Unity caters a lot to mobile games. Yes. It's easier to use for mobile, from what I understand. It's also easier to use for our two-dimensional development, which a lot of the smaller indie games are gravitating towards. So you have kind of that advantage in the Unity court. Whereas Unreal Engine, a little more old-fashioned. So, so there you go. Yeah, but you know, still a good I, story overall. Yeah, as but as mentioned, uh, Epic Games <coughs> does own Fortnite, so they literally have money to spend. They have money to burn. Yeah. Plus, this actually puts them in good favors with everybody to make people want to play more Epic Games. Yeah. Speaking, I'm a little distracted by the sports right now. Speaking, I'm sure you are. <laughs> speaking of Epic Games, what about a game that's so epic? People have spent 100 and something million dollars on it, and it's not even out. How would you spend that kind of money? Well, of course, I'm talking about Star Citizen. Star Citizen, of course, the infamous kickstarted game that is still going since 2012 and has amassed over $200 million in Kickstarter funding. Developer Robert Space Industries has been managing it for six years, and now backers are thinking the game may never come out, so some people want their money back. Yeah. I mean, it's been six years. Where's the product? You'd think. One backer, King Lord, pledged $4,495 over the course of five years and has taken RSI to court for his money back since they wouldn't refund it. Lord took it to court and lost uh, uh, due to an arbitration clause buried in the Star Citizen end-user end license agreement that prevented such a thing from happening. Yep, those EULAs were killer. Read them. I know it's pain, but if you're going to spend money on something, you should probably see what your rights are. I know, especially spend that kind of money. Yeah, don't, don't, don't waste your money. Also, this is probably your, your annual reminder. You don't probably need to be reminded of this, but don't think that everything on Kickstarter is a guarantee. Yeah. It's not. It's basically a gamble. You don't know if the person you're kickstarting is actually going to make the thing that they say they're going to make. Right. Kickstarter is you're putting the money out, like with any Help them out. Any, any type of uh, pledging stuff, is you're putting the money out there yeah. in the hopes that you'll get something in return. So now, there are like certain tiers where they do like reward stuff, but you're also putting this out, put, give, basically giving the money in the hopes you'll get returned. Um, this is just an unfortunate situation. I don't know why you would keep spending four thousand or one thousand dollars on this thing. Yeah, four thousand. Four thousand. Four hundred ninety-five. Yeah, almost five thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. on a game over six years that may or may not come out. Yep, it's a lot. Yep. All right, let's move on uh, from that into a story about. Madden, yes. Yes, Madden. Madden 19 is on the horizon. That will be the next major Madden release, major Madden release. Uh, Antonio Brown of the Pittsburgh Steelers will be your cover boy this year. He follows, of course, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, OBJ, and Richard Sherman as previous cover athletes. 
He has a record five straight seasons with 100-plus catches and a top pick in a lot of people's fantasy drafts. Yes. Yep. This may turn his upcoming season into a troubled one, if the Madden curse is to be believed. Uh, but, uh, a little asterisk here, a lot of people say that the Madden curse is officially broken as of Tom Brady. Right. Uh, that's alleged. I, 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 it's there alleged. There are probably some people who would argue, well, he did lose the Super Bowl. Right. But... He got to the freaking Super Bowl. That's yeah. that. It's pretty def, pretty defiant of a Madden curse, if you ask me. Yeah. So. Well, to be fair, he was a part of the Goat Edition yeah. and the first of the dual uh, covers. Yeah, that's true. Which he was. He did two uh, different photos: one for the standard and one for the Goat Edition. Um, so maybe it's considered a new one and not an official Madden cover. Yeah, maybe. Although, speaking of other covers, if you're into the Hall of Fame edition, they'll have a different color. Co- cover. Color. Also a color, probably. Um, and Terrell yeah. Owens will grace that cover. Yeah, that's a gold cover. Yeah. But there's more athletes on covers. There's more athletes on covers. If the NBA uh, game this year is more your jam, get it? Giannis <laughs> at. Okay, here we go. And uh, Giannis Antetok Onko. Wow. Go ahead. Anteto and Anteto Anteto Kumpo. Anteto Kumpo. I got to mark this. Anteto Kumpo. I got to mark this to show. Anteto Kumpo. I think keep I going. got it. Keep going. Uh, we'll be on the cover of NBA 2K19's Standard Edition. And, of course, LeBron James will be on the Special Edition because he's LeBron James. Yes. Uh, currently, his ranking came out for being on the Lakers at a 98 ranking. That sounds about right. Because he's freaking LeBron James. Freaking LeBron, he's LeBron the James. He's the best no matter what team he's on. All right. That'll do it for video games, and that will do it. Uh, that will not do it. Uh, we got to wrap it up with one last thing. I played a game. Oh, you played a game? I played a game. You played a game. Uh, I decided to... Download and play the free game Fortnite. Ew. Okay. I played it for. I played it at two different modes the 50 on 50 and the 1 on 50 Battle Royale mode. Um, so, what are the kids. What are the kids thinking? Like, the, did you do, do you know? Are you in touch with what the kids are? Clearly not. Like, are you digging what the kids are doing? Clearly not. This is super <laughs> cartoony. This is over the top. This is run around, find weapons if you can, and then kill people uh, as a wide as the mist closes in on you. Yeah. Um, when I played the fifty on fifty, uh, I ended up being on the winning team uh, mainly because I hid a lot, <laughs> or I didn't quite hide a lot. But I just landed in an area where there's nobody around, so I just. Watch the counter just slowly tick down. Uh, but when I did one on one, I kind of applied the same situation, and that's how you. Uh, one, you the only way to win that that game apparently is to win the game. You don't get any points if you're like top thirty, yeah. top twenty, no. top ten. No, you have no, one. no, you have to, It's 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 all or nothing in, in that type of thing. Yep. Which sucks. <laughs> also, apparently, you have to pay. To do the exclusive stuff, to get the ticket for the exclusive stuff, in order to get the extra costumes and items in it. At least that's the way it looked to me. I spent about two hours on this thing, and then it's like, 
Nah, I would play something better. <laughs> I know, and then I, that's that's when you came in and yeah. I saw me playing Borderlands Two. That's the official. That is the official media blow review of Fortnite. Eh, I'm gonna play something better. Eh, there's a lot of better games out there. I can see the attraction because you just really if you lose, you should immediately jump right into another game. But yeah, it's basically cartoony of do, call call cartoony. <laughs> In a sense, where it's cartoon PUBG. It's cartoon PUBG. Yeah, that's all it is. You're just dropped in there. The goal is to not die. So yeah. don't. So when you see everybody jumping off, don't jump off with them. Wait and then jump off and then use your glider to go to the furthest point possible to, <laughs> away from everyone else, and then scavenge it's... for for weapons and try and not get into a fight because let other people die instead of you. Yep, all this is true. I mean, it's it's not a complicated game. It's not that complicated. So yeah, maybe that's why people like it. Cause it's people not that complicated. like it. Yeah, I think it's that's why it's a, a big with kids. Yeah, they, they they don't like things that are too complicated. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is but, that it? Yeah, that's that's the media boat media boat media boat podcast official review of <laughs> Fortnite. Fortnite. Go play a go, go play, play a better a game. game. Go play a better game. <laughs> Alright, well that'll do it for video games, that'll do it for the Media Boat Podcast this week. Alright, so it's time to plug away. Yep, let's wrap up with some plugs. You can watch us live every week on Wednesdays at 8pm Pacific Time. We'll be back, of course, with a new episode next Wednesday on the, the same time on the same YouTube channel. If you're wondering how to find us, go to YouTube and search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find our channel... If you want to hear the audio version of our podcast, we're also available that way. You can find us on Apple Podcasts as well as any RSS feed-driven podcatcher out there. You'll find us by just searching MediaBoat Podcast. You can also find us on the internet. We're on MediaBoatPodcast.com. There you can see posts for each week's podcast, as well as, hopefully in the future, even more thoughts about things that we've enjoyed or hated. You can also <laughs> find us on social media. Nothing in between. Either just enjoy it or we hate it. Or it's just fine. Yeah. It is what it it's, is. It's right. It does what it wants to do. One of the two. Of the two. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can also find us on social media. On Twitter, we are at, at MediaBoatCast. Uh, on Facebook, search MediaBoatPodcast. You can join our page. You can also find us on Twitch.tv when we stream video games. Twitch.tv slash MediaBoat is where that is. And last but not least, especially not least, if you want to help us out, the best possible way is with money. And you can donate to us on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash MediaBoat is where you can go to do that. And you can donate even as little as a dollar a month. Even that small amount helps us make content even better for you. It improves quality of the show. And we'll create special content just for our patrons if you request it. So, help us out. In the meantime, we'll be gone for another week. We'll be back on Wednesday with a new show. But until then, y'all have a great week and a great weekend. And we will be back next time. Yep, we'll be back with more thoughts, more news, and more reasons for you to love us. Yep, love us, please. Yes, thank you all for tuning in. See you next week. Bye. Okay, bye. (laughs)